0: My name's Stephen, I'm the youth minister here at Bishop Huntington Church, and this is Good Friday, so we're doing things a little bit different. You need to be ready. This involves all of you. So, whenever I say, on the cross, can you all shout back, God takes our place? That make sense? So, on the cross, God, God takes our place. Fantastic. On the cross, God, God takes our place. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um. Because today, we're going to look at three pictures from the two darkest days of human history and see one glorious reason to celebrate. To help us, we've got a few things. Ah, oh. Oh, an Easter egg. That egg represents all of us, humans. And what's under here? Whoa. The biggest Easter egg I've ever seen. This is Jesus, obviously, with his crown, Burger King um, sponsor, uh, and and a nice robe, royal regal. They'll help us. So so, so we're going to do three little talks about those three objects from the two darkest days. Charlotte's going to read about uh, Genesis 3, the day that humanity died. Then Andrew will read about Mark 15, the day that God died. And we'll see the one glorious reason to celebrate. So should we read our Bibles? Fantastic. Let's start with Genesis chapter three.
1: So we're starting at Genesis chapter 3, which is on page 5 of the Church Bibles, at verse 17. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return.
2: They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown on thorns and set him on it, and they began to call out, to go on him, hail the king of the Jews, and again they struck, it, they struck him on the head with a staff and spat on him, falling on their knees and paid. Who on the least they paid homage to him? And when they mocked him, they took off the purple robe and poured his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him.
0: Brilliant. Thank you. Great reading. Um, I've got my gardening gloves on. Gardening gloves are really helpful, aren't they? Especially when you're dealing with really, really spiky plants. Has anyone been attacked viciously by a plant recently during their gardening? Yeah, oh, we've got hands up. Yeah, yeah, drawing blood. Well, I bought some of the, the, the sharpest, spikiest plants I could find on my way over here. And Sarah's gonna come and help us. This is the, uh, Sarah Sharpometer. So I'll put out a thorny plant, and Sarah will tell us, uh, on a scale of naught to 16 Sarahs, how sharp and spiky the plant is. Does that help? Is that okay? We'll start with some holly. I'm wearing gloves, so I'm nice and safe. Okay. Mm, not to sixteen. Yeah, not to oh, obviously. Okay. There you go.
1: Probably. I think that's probably about a two or a three. Two? It's not, not very okay, sharp. Sure. we'll put that
0: here. What about this thing? I don't know what it was. It was oh. dried and crusty and spiky.
1: Oh, that's a bit sharper. I think that's more like a five or a six. Five? Mm. Okay,
0: we'll get it sharper still. This bramble. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: that's, oh.
0: That's quite... yeah,
2: that is quite sharp. <laughs> Maybe like, you... um, I'd say it's a ten. Ten?
0: Mm. It's drawing blood. Yeah, what about not great. <laughs> the cactus? Look at those. I found this on the way of it, and I didn't. Oh. <laughs> these, are, these are some oh, lethal spikes. They
2: are quite. Oh, to be fair, that's not... Mm, I'd say also Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. That's some blood. What, a, a ten. A, <laughs> a ten, ten again, yeah, ten okay. or
0: eleven. Abby, watch out for these when you come up. Thanks, Sarah for your sharpometer. Give her a round of applause. Fantastic work. <laughs> Very good. Um like, like thorns are really sharp and spiky, aren't they? Uh, and if you notice in those two readings from the two darkest days of history, well thorns were central to both of them. Did you see that? Do you see that? Uh, Let's go to, to the day that God died. Because Mark 15 tells us about Jesus. And Jesus, he is God, walking, breathing, living, doing amazing things. Like healing people, forgiving people. Wow. And yet, when we join the story in Mark 15, Jesus has been arrested... Uh, And like falsely accused of doing things that aren't very nice. And he's been sentenced to death. That's not right. And it gets worse too. Did you see what happened when the soldiers got to him in, in Mark 15 verse 17? The soldiers put a purple robe on him. Then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spat on him. That's horrible. You can't treat someone like that. That's, that's inhumane. That's cruel. That's, that's despicable. And it wasn't just someone they were treating like that. It was Jesus. It was God. Those soldiers were hitting God. Those soldiers were spitting on God. Those soldiers were, were mocking and laughing at God. That's not right. And to crown it all off, they got a crown of thorns and jammed it down on his head. A bit like this. Only with, with like, more cactus, sparky, sharpie things. It must have been agony. Wearing a gruesome piece of headwear. Poor. Oh. Uh, and you guys know me a little bit. You know that I like my headgear. Um look at my hat collection. Isn't that amazing? So many beautiful hats. And each hat tells a story. You know that Each hat has a special memory attached to it. This one here, my oldest hat, chewed by my dog. But it reminds me of going around America with my big brother. We, we, we would sit there watching baseball with our hats on. We'd sit there eating greasy food. Amazing times. Special hat. But this hat is even more special. This hat is our way. I got married in this hat. Uh, no jokes, I was there. Look look, look at the dance, wow. And young Stephen, when he could move. Uh, it, it reminds me of good wedding times. Uh, and see, little did the, the soldiers know it, but the, the hat that they put on Jesus, well, that had a story too. The crown of thorns uh, had a story. In fact, it tied into a much older, much deeper story than they could ever know. To the day that humanity died. We read from Genesis 3, that was like right after God had made the world, he made the first human beings, Adam and Eve, and things were really, really good. Well, until, as we're going to find out today, they disobeyed God. And because of that, well, have a little look at Genesis 3, verse 17. To Adam, God said, Because you ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you not to eat, Cursed is the ground because of you. Oh. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. Oh. Did you see that? Like, thorns and thistles, they're not part of God's original creation. There should be no spiky plants on earth. And and yet, why are there these things existing that make us bleed and prick our fingers and make us scratch? Well, because of sin. Because humanity have disobeyed God. We have sinned, which means we try and take God's place. We say, shut up, God. I'm doing life my way, not yours. Uh, And sin has consequences or curses with it. That's what God's talking about in Genesis chapter 3. Because of sin, lots of things are in a big old mess. Relationship with each other, relationship with God, the world itself is in a mess because of sin. We're under a curse. In fact, a clever guy called Eric, he said, um, one of the most visible signs uh, of the curse in the Garden of Eden was the emergence of thorns and thistles. Thorns are a reminder that we're under a curse. Every time you get pricked, every time you bleed from doing your gardening, remember that. This is not how it should be. Our world's messed up. Our world's cursed because of sin. And yet, on the day that God died, Jesus is wearing a cursed crown. But 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 why? He should not be under a curse. He, he's God's father, He's perfect. He's God himself. Why is he dying cursed? Because on the cross, God takes our place. We're going to hear some more in a bit.
1: We continue at um, chapter 3 of Genesis on page 5 of your church Bible. At verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were opened... And they realised that they were naked So they sewed fig leaves together And made coverings for themselves And Andrew will continue at Mark, chapter 15
2: Oh, and they crucified them Dividing up his clothes They cast lots to see what each would get
0: Fantastic Thanks, Andrew Thanks, Charlotte Um, We've all got some really embarrassing photos When we are small children, don't we? Uh, we have indeed. I've bought a few to show you. Uh, look at little Stephen. Alright? Uh, look at that face. That's my normal photo face even now. Um, oh, rocking the recorder. Wow. There, I'm sucking my thumb. <laughs> Looking very cool. This one. Such style and panache. Could have been a child model. I might actually bring up those red boots look good. Go on, Stephen. And there. A bald baby. I didn't know I was bald as a baby, but look at those yellow boots. Um, Those are quite embarrassing, but there is a photo that exists. The most embarrassing photo in the Demetrio photo collection. It's of a water fight when I was five years old. In the garden with brother and sister, water flying around everywhere. And we're not wearing any clothes. We're naked. And it's in the family photo album. So when Lizzie came over, uh, when I was dating her as my girlfriend, to have a little look through the family photos and see what was going on, can you imagine my shock as I was going through? I'm thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, the Waterfly photo. Uh, Lizzie, Lizzie, have a look out there. Look at look. Oh, wow. Quick, oh, quick. Oh, you missed it. Don't worry. Oh, let's have a look at the photos then. Photo's gone now eradicated from history, disappeared. (laughs) Oh, Because there's something embarrassing about kind of being caught with no clothes on, isn't there? Let's be honest, it's a bit embarrassing. And do you know where that all started? It all started, Genesis 3, the day that humanity died. Because when God made the world, he made a really good world. He made Adam and Eve. And there were no clothes. Adam and Eve were naked. And that was a good thing. It was a good thing because it was kind of like symbolic that they were totally free before God. They could stand in front of God without fear, without shame. Perfect relationship, nothing in the way. And yet, shame entered the world when sin entered the world. Do you remember that word, sin, when we try and disobey God? Trying to take God's place saying, shut up God, I'm doing things my way, not yours. And look what happens to Adam and Eve. Genesis 3 verse 7, then the eyes of both of them were open, they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Do you see that? Adam and Eve were ashamed for the first time, shame came into God's creation. Because of what they'd done, they realized they couldn't look at God without fear. They disobeyed him. They turned their back on him. And so what do they do? What do they do? They get fig leaves. And they try and cover up. They try and hide what they've done. God won't see us if we cover it all up. But that's the definition of shame, isn't it? Feeling we have to cover up what we've done or what we're like in front of other people or of God. Humanity... It's ashamed. And and it's not just Adam and Eve, is it? All of us kind of have things that we've done in the past that we wish we really hadn't done. We say things we wish we could kind of hoover back up into our mouth because we're embarrassed and ashamed of them. And we think things and we're so glad that no one can see our thoughts. So glad they're hidden behind fig leaves. and Because we experience shame too. And yet, there's a day coming for each one of us when we're going to stand in front of God and, and all those fig leaves, all those masts will be gone and we won't be able to look at him without fear. We'll be exposed. And that's a scary day. Did you know there was also... Uh, I'll put that there. Very nice. There was also nakedness on the day that God died. Did you know that? I mean, have a little look at this. After the soldiers had, like, beaten and spat on and hurt Jesus, look, look, they took, off his, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. So bruised and battered, bleeding and hurting, they shove his own clothes on him that would have weighed really heavily and made those cuts and bruises sting even more. And he walks to the cross in his own clothes. But then, verse 24, they crucified him, Dividing up his clothes. He's not wearing his clothes anymore. As Jesus dies, he's naked. That was kind of the Roman way of doing it. The Romans would kind of publicly humiliate someone. It was degrading and shameful, a kind of deterrent for criminals. Like, look at that guy. And that's how Jesus died. Exposed ashamed and yet this is jesus the perfect god man himself like he has no reason to be ashamed no reason to be uncovered so why is he doing that because on the cross god takes our place we're going to hear more about that in a minute but first you've been given a a little um me on the way into church, we're gonna do something we call confession. It's basically a time of us saying sorry for the things we feel ashamed of. Saying sorry to God. So we're gonna kind of have a bit of time where, where if you're a bit older, you can kind of write things down on the me, things that kind of, that make you wince or make you feel ashamed of th- sin. When you've disobeyed God. If you're a bit younger, you can colour and scribble and, uh, and do all sorts of it. Because actually sin, as we've said, it spoils us. Matt will kind of play. And as you're doing that, well, why not kind of say sorry to God for those things? It's a time we remember our great sinfulness. Then I'll come back up here and tell us what's happening next. Um, with that person, we're just going to scrunch them up. Um, and then hold on to it. We'll need them later on in the service. But one of the great things about confession is when we say sorry to God, because of Good Friday, because of Jesus, there is forgiveness. And so hear these beautiful words from Psalm 32. I acknowledge my sin to you, God, and did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. For Christians, that's true for us because of Jesus. That's amazing.
1: The final reading from Genesis, chapter 3, starts at verse 1. Now the snake was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the snake, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die
2: mark 15 33 to 39 at noon darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon and at three in the afternoon jesus cried in, out in a loud voice eloi, which means my god my god why have you forsaken me when some of these standing there heard this they said listen he's calling elijah someone ran and filled a sponge with wine and vinegar put it on the staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone, let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus' breath is lost. The curtains of the temple were torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God.
0: Thanks Andrew, thanks Charlotte for reading so brilliantly this morning. We've looked at thorns, we've looked at clothes. Now we're thinking about trees. Can anyone shout out some of the amazing things that trees do for us? Anyone know any tree facts? Air, Air. yeah. Apparently one tree can kind of recycle uh, 21 kilograms of CO2. That's incredible, right? Wow. Anything else? Paper? Paper? We Brits, we use 12.5 million tons of paper a year. That's a lot of paper, a lot of trees. Wow. Anything else? Shade. Shade. If you plant trees in the right places in cities, apparently they can cool a city down by seven degrees. That's incredible. Trees are amazing. Anything else? Apples. Apples. I like apples. Uh, Fantastic. (laughs) Anything else? But trees are amazing, aren't they? And guess what? God thinks trees are amazing too. That's why he made so many of them. But also... He made a one-of-a-kind, super-special tree when he made the world. You know that? A, a, a tree with a very, very snappy name. The tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. What a title. This one-of-a-kind tree, never to be repeated. And he put it there at the center of his creation when he made the world. It was beautiful. It was good. And God said to, to Adam and Eve, Guys, you can eat anything you want. Have everything. It's all yours. But he also said, you must not eat, in Genesis 2, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God said, hey guys, just trust me, don't eat from this tree. It's not going to be good for you if you eat from this tree. Stay away from me. You're going to die if you do. It's not good, trust me. And yet, we know what makes this day the darkest day. Genesis 3. What Charlotte read out to us. The serpent said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? He lies and twists God's good words. You will cert- not certainly die. More lies. For God knows that when you eat from the tree, your eyes will be open. You will be like God, knowing good for evil. When the woman saw the fruit was good, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. The day that humanity died. What a dark and dreadful day. <laughs> Disobeying God. Sin. Adam and Eve, they want to be like God. Literally want to take God's place. Do you see that? They say, Shut up, God, I'm doing life my way, not yours. Ignoring God, don't trust Him. And it's not just a them thing. They're the pattern for every single human being to follow. We are all like Adam and Eve. All ignored gods. All want to take his place and rule over our lives, doing things our way. And sin's horrible. As we've seen, it means we're under a curse. As we've seen, it means we're ashamed. And it means we die. Every single human being, being born on this earth will die because of sin. And not just a, a physical death either. Every single human being born is dead in relationship to God because of sin. That's horrible. Um, let's change the subject a little bit. Well, actually, not that much. Um, there's some scary trees out there. I'll tell you about two of the scariest trees around. Okay, Watch out for these trees. Here's the first one. The bunya pine. Now, those pine cones may look small and pine cone They weigh six kilograms each. They're this big. And look, that tree is really tall. If one of those falls on your head, that's going to seriously hurt and leave a dent. Dangerous tree. And then look at this one. This is called the Sandbox Tree. Even the name is a bit scary. It's got spines on it, remember? Sign of the curse. But it's the fruit that's most deadly with this tree. The fruit it gets riper and riper and riper and riper until eventually it goes It explodes in a fruity mess with fruits flying out at 70 miles per second. If you don't know how fast that is, that's very, very fast. That's a deadly tree. Ooh. And back in Jesus' day, there was a really, really, really scary tree too. In fact, a tree so terrifying, people wouldn't even mention the name of it in polite company. They would not talk about it. It was so scary, so horrible. A literal tree of death. A wooden cross. And this is what, the Romans put Jesus on, wearing his cursed crown, naked and ashamed, he was hung up to die on a cross. It was a symbol of humiliating, excruciating, painful death. And in our reading, if you noticed, even the sun couldn't bear to watch its maker die, At noon, darkness covered the whole land until three in the afternoon. And we read those horrible words. Verse 37 of Mark 15. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. This day is so horrible because Jesus died. God died on a wooden tree of death. God was murdered by human beings. And yet something doesn't quite add up. Something doesn't quite add up because because if sin, if death is a result of sin, if death comes because of sin, well, Jesus, he never sinned. He never did anything wrong. He was perfect. So why on earth is he dying? Because on the cross, God takes our place. On the cross, God takes our place. See, here's why Good Friday is such good, good news. Because, because, um, like, sin is about humans taking God's place and wanting to be like God. But on the cross, God takes our place and becomes like us. On the day that God died, God, he, he, he took our curse, God took our shame, and God took our death too. And Jesus wears that crown of thorns so that his friends can wear a crown of glory. Jesus dies naked and ashamed so that his friends can be covered. Their shame can be covered in robes of righteousness. Jesus dies so that his friends can live. This is what makes Good Friday so sensational. The greatest switcheroo of all of history. For people who are friends of Jesus, we can say, God takes my crown. God takes my shame. God takes my death. And then you see what he gives us? Instead of a curse glory that never ends instead of thinking and being haunted by things that, that make us feel ashamed our shame is covered, forgiven sorted, and instead of death we get life that lasts forever whoa that's amazing and if you're not one of Jesus' friends the curse is still there for you, the shame is still there for you And the death is still there for you. It doesn't have to be. Because on the cross, God takes our place. He can take your place too. If you ask him to. I mean, there's a whole lot of Jesus to go around, isn't there? (laughs) And we're going to kind of reflect on that a little bit in the next thing that happens. Um... Up at the front here, we're going to have some different people. They're these people. It's me, or you, if you're trusting in Jesus, with the robes of righteousness, with the crown of life, and with that beautiful phrase on it. So what you can come and do is kind of come up, put your 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 scrumpled up uh, me in the basket, and replace it with this little basket here, with this one. And then when you also come up, like come and grab a slice of chocolate. As a kind of reminder that Jesus, he takes our death so we can have his life. He takes our curse, we get his glory. He takes our shame so we get those roads of righteousness. So Matt and the band will kind of play, uh, come and join in with a song, but also kind of do some business with God too. Reflect on what he's done for us.